It's time for You Talking to Me with your host, Big JD. My guest today is Jason Chesson, who is here to talk to us about beginning running. That's right, running for beginners. But my guest is no beginner. Jason is an eight-time marathoner and an Ironman participant. Jason, welcome to you talking to me. Hey, Big JD. Thanks for having me. We'll primarily focus on uh, outdoor running during the show, but I wanted to touch a little on running indoors, just because running outside may not be an option for some people. What do you think about indoor running primarily, like for exercise? Uh, running indoors is, is challenging, but it's it's good to do. Well, actually, when I first started running, it was running indoors at the uh, St. Dennis Center when I went to the University of Windsor. And I just used the treadmills as much as I possibly can. Now I primarily use actually indoor running a lot during the, the winter time, mostly for safety reasons and just because I don't want to worry about uh, slipping and falling on the ice. But running indoors is just as good as running outdoors. I think the only difference is handling going long distance on the treadmill and not get bored <laughs> when you're just not really looking at anything or looking at a screen. Right, right. Oftentimes indoors, people will use their iPad or their, you know, they got their phone or you got TVs if you're at the gym or whatever. Do you find yourself doing that indoors as well? If you're on a treadmill, I mean, to kill the time, or is that something you don't do because you want to focus more on the exercise? Like, does it make a difference? Actually, that's what exactly what I do. What I do is, uh, if I know I'm going to do an indoor run, I will download a few episodes on my iPad. Usually I download stuff off Netflix. And then one thing I, I find actually really helpful is I load up the program on the treadmill. Some can load up the program that you want. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then I put the iPad right over the treadmill or over the clock and I start it up because I don't want to see the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I find, uh, especially on a treadmill, uh, and that's actually even the same with outdoor running. If I'm spending more time looking at my watch, my workout's done. Um, and a lot of it is just because it's just, you, you're, at this point, you, you're just waiting for the time to end and you're not actually enjoying the workout. If you're just watching the clock <laughs> tick away the minutes, is, it gets pretty boring. And then lastly with that, with the indoor thing, treadmill versus like an indoor track, you know, or running on a gymnasium floor or anything? Is, is one better than the other? I, I kind of assume like maybe a little less impact and stuff on the treadmill. I haven't had too too many opportunities to do for indoor track. I think the only times I did it was at the when I went to Ford's at the St. Dennis Center. And I find that's actually even just as good as running outdoor and outdoor track. I think the problem is, is you have to have, make sure the air quality in those indoor facilities are really, really good. Um, and I find actually with the indoor track, you have to, some people who use some of the local tracks they have now or the um, Atlas or the St. Clark College has their new center, which has a track around it where you're, you might have to deal with a lot of people that are walking. So sometimes it's hard to move in and out of around people that just may be there getting a, a walk right. workout in compared to you trying to get a run workout in. 
and that's sometimes a little difficult, but it's, it's things that you have to deal with. Even on the sidewalk, it's things you got to sure, sure. deal with. The cyclists and, and what have you. So with with the sport, I'm sure comes with its own necessary clothing and gear. And what should a, especially a new runner look for when they're just starting out as far as gear? What's the most important things they should be looking at? You know, something to carry water, or shoes. I, I think the, the most important thing is a good pair of running shoes. If you've been using your, your current shoes that you've been walking with for almost six months to a year and you haven't changed them and you want to start running, get a pair of running shoes. That's, that's the first step. Um, clothes, it's not that important at this stage. Yes, you want to wear something comfortable or maybe something light, but at this stage, make sure you have a good, comfortable pair of running shoes just to get you going. Because I wouldn't recommend going completely all in until you have a little more experience. Yeah, make sure you're going to do it like you're going to stick with it and that kind of thing. Now, are certain shoes faster than others? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? It's funny. Like, I actually just did the uh, Pro Seal half marathon. And um, after the race, I had one of my uh, people that's helping me train. Uh, come up to me, he's like, so why are you getting a new Nike 4% uh, fly? And it's just because uh, there's a lot of talk of a lot of elite marathon runners are using that particular shoe to be faster. I, I guess to me, it's always about, it, it's something I did look into, but I'm not going to get those. <laughs> so I'm making, I'm making a joke here and, and, and there's some truth to yeah. shoes, some shoes being helping you run quicker, I guess. Right? Yeah. Well, there, there is, but I think, I think at the end of the day is you got to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there are shoes that are obviously going to be a little lighter, but you also have to have shoes that are supposed to be comfortable and not cause you injury either. So right, it's, right, yeah. I don't want to recommend like, like for me, like I didn't go with the Nikes cause I'm afraid the way they felt on my feet that I may suffer. I didn't like the way they were landing. So I'm, okay. I, I'm going with a different type of shoe that may be a little heavier, but it's because at the end of the day, it's going to prevent me from injury. <laughs> okay. There, there are shoes that are particularly light, but it's, it's, I think it's all up to the individual. Right. What feels comfortable and, 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 and a good shoe for running. Uh, let's talk about breathing. I, I think this is a really important topic for runners, especially beginning because there's a certain way that you should breathe and certain speeds that, that you maybe need to breathe. Can you give us some like breathing tips? Well, breathing is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to struggle with breathing because when I first started running, I like people would probably hear me (laughs) quite often, just kind of always out of breath. And I actually lately been taking breathing as a more of a yoga approach when it comes to breathing and just Mm -hmm. trying to make sure I have uh, deep breaths out and also realizing how important it is, like you're talking about when it comes to speed is if I'm really heavy breathing and I'm running, that can kind of mean two things. It could be one, it's just not my day. And you know what? I just got to realize that. Maybe just take a step back and go slower. Or two, I'm going way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and at th- th- that point, I need to either dial it back or that could be part of your training plan. Because there are going to be days which the, the plan is to, you're going fast and you got to just go. <laughs> so it, um, and, that, and, and the breathing heavy is a good indicator for your at. If, if, if it is going to be a, a fast day, then yes, you should be breathing heavy. If it's going to be a slower day, then you should be breathing light. Um, and if you're not, make sure you dial it down because it, all, all the heavy breathing is going to do is it kind of wastes energy in a lot of ways, and which is going to increase your heart rate. 
Um, but and, and when you're doing, especially for easy runs, you are supposed to be taking it slow and easy. And slow and easy actually helps you in the long run when it comes to running. <laughs> okay. And then uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the marathons that you run and, and how demanding that is for, you know, as far as training and things like that. And then a little bit about the, uh, the Ironman triathlon as well. I, you know, it's funny. When I first started doing... Uh, marathon running. One of my friends wanted to go to Iceland, and I saw the. I was planning just to do the half marathon, and then I saw the uh, half marathon course in those loops. So, which is basically doing the same loop multiple times, which is which is fine, but I really don't like loops. And I saw the full marathon; you go completely around the city. So, I figured that would be a good opportunity to be like, "Well, what's the next time I'm going to be in Iceland?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I signed up for the marathon, and what ended up happening was. I really like the training and the distance of marathon running, uh, where it, it, it became fun to do 20 kilometers on a week-week basis, and it, it's kind of fun to explore. And I think that's the biggest difference with the marathon running is really just trying to, your, your mileage does go up. If you're a beginner, it, it's going to seem really hard at first, but, and that's why it's sometimes good to go with other people that uh, are also maybe doing it or have experience doing it just to give you support or provide you feedback um, because it is hard for the first time you've done it. But once you kind of get a hang of it, you kind of realize what you need to do. And um, it's a neat way to explore. Like I enjoy the distance. Like my mileage is pretty high. Last Sunday I did 32 kilometers in that crazy ring we had, okay. but uh, uh, but we had um, a lot of good volunteers that were out there with us, giving us water, and that that helped make the experience better. <laughs> so, what about the uh, the Ironman? That's uh, I mean, that's got to be pretty demanding. That's that's more than just running, right? That's combination of running, swimming, and bike riding. Uh, the half I've done two half Ironmans. I'm planning to do a full Ironman next year. A lot of it's just the time commitment to train for the Ironman, you have to get your body prepared for it. I mean, it's you're training not only for a marathon, but you're also training for almost a 180-kilometer bike ride and then uh, a 2.4-mile swim, which is crazy now that I'm talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the swim and the bike ride themselves must be demanding, let alone, uh, you know, the running. And then it, it is. you're not only training to run these marathons, but you're, I assume that you're, you're training to some degree to be in shape and avoid injury as well. So what are the, some of the common injuries and can you avoid some of these injuries by uh, uh, the way that you train? Oh, for, for sure. It's like some, some injuries are going to happen. Um, I hear like, shin splints all the time. That's a big one when you're running. Shin splints are, are, are a big one. Um, but there, I, I've been fortunate enough, knocking on wood, <laughs> that I haven't had to deal with too many of those. Um, I've had had to deal with some knee injuries, but a lot of that has to do with sues, and I, that's something I've, I've learned. I think the one thing I've actually found helpful with my training is I've done a lot more yoga. I've also made sure I properly cool down my body, so after a run, I will spend five, ten minutes just rolling out my legs and just just helping do some stretches, do some yoga, uh, drink some chocolate milk, which is great. And just trying to do what I can to uh, get the muscles to relax and uh, get them going. But I guess for like common injuries, like I, I know a lot of runners that have had hamstring problems, Achilles problems. It's a tough sport. Uh, <laughs> there's no question about it. So it's, um, and, and or sometimes you're on a run and unfortunately, 
there's uneven sidewalks and you're not paying attention and then you trip and fall <laughs> or uh, there are no law runners that have sprained ankles or broken sure. ankles because of um, running on ice. Uh, you just don't see where you're going. It's, it's the dangers of running outside in the winter time. Right. Um, you, you have to be careful. So you never want to be on the sidelines, but um, so it you happens, do what you can. Sure, yeah. It happens to all one of us, and you just got to do. You just you just hope uh, this doesn't happen right before a race. <laughs> right, right. Another important thing I think is just to touch on here is the motivation to run. How do you find the motivation to do it uh, and do it regularly, and and even just exercise in general? I mean, I think you know you mentioned that chocolate milk is a good thing for you. Uh, I think the more chocolate milk I drank, the less I'd be running and wanting to do anything. Actually, the only time I drink chocolate milk is after a post-workout because it has a lot of stuff in the chocolate milk that helps the muscles post the workout. Um, So uh, I guess what motivates me to run was, uh, (laughs) well, I guess when I first started running was, um, uh, was mostly because I couldn't get past first base without huffing and puffing at 30 and I just like, God, this can't do. And I know a lot of people that did the Detroit half marathon and I just thought that was kind of cool to go on the ambassador bridge and on the tunnel. And I'm a person that if I put cash to something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, because now that I paid for it, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't care if I hate this <laughs> after the first lesson, I've already paid for it. So I'm doing it. So, and, and I think that's because I've made that financial commitment. So now I'm going to do it. I think that's always something that motivates me to, to do something. And now I've been doing this for about five years now, and it would almost take uh, something outside of running to force me to stop just sure. because I've been kind of doing it for so long. So I, I guess the thing that helps me to, um, what got me into running was providing me that carrot of, okay, I, I signed up for this and now I'm going to do it. And looking at programs to help me get there. And then I make great community of runners here in Windsor. And, uh, and that was really helpful where you talk to people and you listen to their ideas and get their training plans. And right. Or you're just running, running with other people. I mean, that's uh, that's some motivation right there, right? Oh yeah. And then like you say, uh, paying for it, then uh, that's going to make you do it. So I must, so there must be uh, other events around the area here. I know that you had mentioned to me a uh, pre-show about the uh, free press marathon, Windsor, Detroit, but mm-hmm. we must have some local Windsor here too. I see the streets are blocked off sometimes in the summer. They have events, right? Yeah. Uh, there's actually an event at the running factory. It's called the spring thaws, which is a Five kilometer race. They do have a race in June, which is called the Moon in June. Um, that goes. They also have a, a kids run, which I will sign my niece and nephew to do. Um, and so they and they 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 enjoy it. And they also have a five k for grown ups. Um, I know a lot of kids are really fast. It is amazing. It's, it's a good local event. There's also a few triathlons, uh, local ones that are really, really popular, like the Limington Triathlon, which is in June. That's an excellent event. And same with the Tecumseh Triathlon. That's in August. It's also great to support the local local community. I think that's one thing that's always helps with motivation. It's like anything. When you feel like you're doing something with the community or with other people, it really helps motivate you to continue doing your sport. I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to share your running knowledge and your experiences with us on the show today and all the best in your uh, future running endeavors. Well, thank you, JD. Great to be here. Well, for any of you that are considering running for fun or for sport, my guest Jason Chesson has pretty much covered the bases to get you going. Check online for local running groups in your area or running events that you might take part in. I think starting with a partner might also help to keep you motivated and hold each other accountable. Who knows, before long, you just might start your own running group.
Even Big JD is running now, but what I'm running is out of time. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. Shows drop Sunday mornings on Big JD and Lippo in the Morning, available in iTunes if you'd like to subscribe, or listen in Apple's podcast app, or right in your web browser at tunein.com. As well, the following week, the standalone interviews are released at podbean.com. Until next time, this is you talking to me. I'm Big JD. Thanks for listening.